presenting the champion of health and fitness, representing studio personal training, introducing Rob Evans! Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365. This is day number 247. And I'm out walking and it's very, very quiet. It's really early in the morning before the sun's come up. Oh, here's I'm just walking past a, a funny looking critter. Remember crawling across the ground. Uh, yeah, so uh, we were fortunate overnight that um, the wind was very non-existent and uh, it doesn't look like the fire has um, dramatically worsened. It's certainly spread, um, but it hasn't dramatically worsened. I can't smell smoke uh, right now. Um, so that's good news. It's going to be a hot one again today. It's only 30, I think. And next few days are just getting cooler and cooler. Looks like the, there's a lot of smoke in the sky, but because it's not down at human level to smell it. Oh, now enough about that. Today, what I wanted to talk about is what can I call this? I guess it's the cycles that you go through that you've always repeated through your life that prevent you from uh, moving to that next level. And we all have patterns and, and cycles that we live and how we, you know, change is how we succeed. So we need to do a bit of self-analysis. Now, you are the only person that, that really knows what's going on. And some you say, oh, I don't really know why I do things and whatever, but you know, you know whether you're, you're doing things or you're, you're not doing things. And even though other people might be able to look at you and say, oh, well, yeah, they keep reliving this cycle, they don't really know uh, the ins and outs of what's been going on in your life. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a couple of examples here and the reason I'm talking about this today, I've had a client recently, uh, you know, come in and, and talk to me about, you know, they need to change their mindset and can we spend time working on that before we start doing a training session and this particular client uh, has been training with me for gosh, I'm going to say about three years, and they've made some remarkable progress in terms of their mindset. And when they first came to see me, they, um, for them, it, it wasn't about, about weight. They're very close to their, their goal. It's about becoming stronger, becoming fitter, uh, becoming a little bit leaner. But we're only talking about a few kilos. It's like I'm, I'm literally like two two, three kilos to achieve what they wanted to. And when they first came to see me, my, my concerns were around their, their mindset because they would be, uh, well, let me rephrase that. To start with, people can say things, but their actions reveal something else. And it was after, well, really only after a couple of weeks where I started to notice that kind of flip-flopping from 
what they were saying and then they'd be doing something different the next week and they'd be up and down like really focused one one session but then you know completely out of it the next and I did a lot of work with her to uncover uh, a range of underlying issues there and when you when you do that you can really pull apart somebody to see okay some of these things that are causing the issues that you're going through now have been there all your life and you've never properly addressed them or you haven't had the the tools or the coaching to know how do you break through those things so that they don't hold you back and instead you can break through them and and you know keep moving forward and she she's very very hard on herself and constantly beating herself up and I'd say you've got to stop and look at what you have achieved as opposed to um, you know what you haven't what you haven't achieved because it's always easy to be focusing on the, the downside rather than reflecting on what's all the, oh, the cars not starting uh, rather than reflecting on all the good work that you have you have been doing when you're continually uh, he's going to make that battery float if he keeps doing that oh he got it going gee oh that stopped um, if you constantly beat yourself up what do you think is going to happen you're going you're gonna to wear yourself out and just give up and say oh well I'll just go back to doing what I was doing before uh, now for most people there needs to be a behavioural change of some sort they need to make some adjustments uh, to various aspects of their life so that they can achieve the outcome that they uh, truly want and where I come in is I can see well okay I can see that there are some gaps here we've got to fill those gaps and we have to keep you know reinforcing the good behaviors uh, so that you can achieve the sustainable success for the rest of your life that's that's the tricky part so we were talking about uh, her particular instance is that she will be um, very focused for certain periods of time and then in her mind she'll completely fall off the wagon now from what I observe uh, from her training and so forth she doesn't go completely off I can see that she's maybe not as focused only by virtue of what she's saying to me it doesn't show up in uh, you know she puts the stacks on a heap of weight and uh, that kind of thing but uh, it's these these other factors so uh, she says that uh, no let me go back a step where I've seen her perform the absolute best is where she has some laser light focus on a particular um, particular event now um, this is where I talk about you know people having a bigger vision for themselves and having goals uh, that keep driving that momentum forward she's absolutely one of those people she's um, she's very competitive uh, she's a high performer um, she's at the you know, the upper end of fitness and she she likes to be able to achieve and challenge so i said to her no 
I don't know how long ago, 18 months or so ago, I said, you've got to find those things that are going to really drive you. And we ran through a whole range of things. It's easy to say, no, 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 no. And then I'd suggested, you know, something like Tough Mudder or that kind of thing. Uh, so uh, she ended up uh, signing up for Spartan. Now, as soon as she signed up, that created a whole other level of focus for her. She was so, so focused. And, uh, you know, that's, I think she was preparing eight to, I'll say eight to 12 weeks out from the event. And it's the most focused she's ever been since she's been training with me. And uh, she did well. Uh, her training was great. She's in, you know, probably some of the best shape of her life. Uh, she was focused on her nutrition. Uh, she wasn't completely happy with the way she performed, uh, but she did really well. But she was she was hard on herself. She competed with her her husband, and I said to her as we were getting closer to the event, I said, "So, what is your goal beyond Spartan?" So I said, "Unless you have something else, you're going to fall away." And so um, she couldn't quite think of that. I said, so think about that next thing. Is it the next Spartan? Is there something else? Is it a, uh, you know, some kind of a fun run or you know, that type of event that might get her interested? And um, she couldn't really come up with something. And then you know, she finished the event. She did well. She kind of dropped away a bit. And then uh, she had... I think it was a sister-in-law or something, got her involved in some adventure-type racing, which involved, was it swimming? No, it was running, um, kayaking, and riding a bike. And she hates running, and I said, so I don't understand why you, you, you go in Spartan, or you go in you know, an adventure race that involves running, when you hate running. She said, oh, well... She, she was just asked to do it and uh, she thought I'll just do it so anyway she did that she, she hurt herself uh, from the, the running side of it and um, she said it's the worst thing she's ever gone in and I'm like well I could have told you that to start with what are you doing having running and then after that she fell she fell away uh, and then she wanted to do like a 10 kilometer run with her uh, husband because he loves running. And uh, I said, well, you know, why have you done that? You hate running. And now you've got to commit to a training regime of running. She said, oh, well, he really wants to do it and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so then she ended up injuring herself during the training for the running. And uh, quite, quite badly. And she was almost not going to compete in it. And I said, well, you know, if you were advising someone else, she works in the, the health and the fitness field, I said, what would you advise them? She said, I would advise them to pull out of it. So I said, so you're going to pull out? She said, no. I said, okay, then. Well, you're an adult. You know what you should be doing. Um, I'm sure you can cope with the consequences but I said my advice would be you pull out of it um, so that you don't cause a long-term injury to yourself 
anyway, she competed the competed, um, no, competed in it. And she finished it. She was happy with how she went, and um, she said she pulled up okay. Part of that was perhaps pride in uh, saying that she was okay when she may not have been altogether okay. Uh, but anyway, she finished the event, and um, you know, good on her uh, for doing that. Uh, but then, and then she fell, she fell away. Um, she fell away in a, a, a bigger way after that event, and I said, you know, so what are we, what are we aiming for here? Then she wanted to do an eight-week challenge with me, so she goes through these, you know, like cycles. You've got the idea, and so when she came in last week and said, well, this is where I'm at now, I, I need you to help me work on my mindset so that I, um, I don't keep having these behaviours. So what she would do is as well as all, all that training like outside of the, the focus she will uh, you know that the training may still look okay but then she will uh, you know have a week where she'll eat a, a packet of Tim Tams in two days and um, you know just have really really unhealthy type behaviors now she's obviously worried about the impact that that has on her body, but also on um, the kids. I mean, she said that she had, after the last thing she said she was training for, she put on four kilos, I think maybe over Christmas. And when I went on holidays and she just couldn't get back into the, the swing of things. So um, she's kind of a bit of all or, or nothing. So I said to her, okay, so I said, there's a reason that you uh, staying where you are. And she said, why is that? I said, it's because you associate more pain with changing than you do with staying where you are in eating your, your packet of Tim Tams and stuff. Because people associate more pleasure, if you like, to the things that they know, and even though they know it's a disempowering behaviour, and she associates more pleasure with the fact that, uh, you know, she can eat the packet of Tim Tams and whatever. And the pain of never doing that again um, just really eats away at her. It's, too, it's just too painful to change that behaviour. And she said, yeah, I can understand that. So I said, the only way that you're going to change that is if you make it so painful for you to stay the way that you are. You have to make it so incredibly painful that there is no other choice for you but to change right now. Not to change in a week's time, tomorrow, a month, six weeks, after you do the next thing. It's right now, right in this very moment. And the other thing you need to do is associate so much pleasure with making the change right now. So it has to be so unbelievably joyful that if you change right now, you'll get all these other wonderful benefits. And when you get both of those things happening at the same time, that's when change happens. 
So this is the reason why most people don't change in their, their behaviour. If you look at people that are overweight, they associate uh, too, much too much pain in making the change. Now, I'll come back to um, that client in a moment, but, but I'm out working at work, walking earlier this morning. Elizabeth's in the studio, she's training the client. And I've had this discussion with this client, and they've admitted it too, over um, you know, a long period of time coaching this client. They haven't been achieving the results, and it's not like I wait for 12 months to have these discussions. I'm having these discussions with people um, you know, when they're not changing like this over weeks. Like as soon as I see them, if they're not achieving the result within the first few weeks, we're talking about, okay, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why are you not doing this? And uh, I, I knew the answer to this but long before uh, this particular client uh, realised it. But we had this discussion. She's been quite ill, and then she's come back and she's she's good again. And I said to her. There because she said to me, do I frustrate you? And I said, yeah, you do. And uh, I said, these are the reasons why. And I said, as long as you continue to believe that it's too painful for you to change and that you have uh, you know, more to lose from changing, then you'll never change. Now, this is going to sound weird when I tell you what this client's issue is, but you'll, if you dig deep within yourself, you can probably understand it. So she probably needs to lose 15 kilos, uh, maybe a little bit more. And she believes that if she loses 15 kilos, she's not sure that she can handle who that person is. She's not sure that... Uh, you know, she'll feel, so, she'll look so different, she thinks she'll be a different person, that she'll feel different, people will look at her differently. Now that's very common, okay, most people won't admit that, but that's very common. Now, there's a couple of things associated with this particular person, I've spoken to her about all of these. One, her partner is overweight. I said, he is going to love you no matter what, okay, and you know that. Now, he's probably always going to be overweight unless he makes a dramatic change and you don't want to make him feel bad because she's the person that like fixes everything in the family. So she doesn't want to look, you know, super slim and sexy and have him be overweight because that might make him feel bad. So she doesn't want to change that. Every single one of her friends is overweight. All the people in her family are overweight apart from I think one of her daughters um, you know she sees herself as the savior for everybody but won't save herself so you can see there's a there's a pattern here I'm sure you can relate to this yourself but I said until you associate all the pleasure from making the change and stop thinking about the pain of not changing that's when it's going to change for you I said, until you do that, it won't happen. So I will, we'll go back to the other client. The same thing relates to this particular one. But I said, these are the steps that you need to perform in order to make the change. I said, it's not easy because if it was easy, you would have done it by now. And uh, you know, the reality is you probably haven't known how to change it. But um, 
this is the exercise that uh, I gave her. So what you need to do is how are you going to stop um, thinking that these are all the painful thoughts for making the change. So what we need to do is write down what are, and it, let me pause there, you need to write it down. Either write it on a piece of paper or you need to type it in a document or something. Let's say, um, put at the top of the, the page, these are the reasons why it will be so painful if I do not change and put in whatever it is that you want, lose fat, adopt life, a healthy lifestyle, uh, whatever. This is why it will be so painful for me if I do not change immediately. And then what you need to write down is those emotive statements as to why it causes you so much pain if you don't change now. So if you think, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, this is a way of thinking I've never heard of before. Well, think in terms of things like this. If I do not change, uh, I'll use some specific examples. If I do not change my eating habits with Tim Tams, then um, I will feel that my partner no longer uh, wants to touch me. I will feel that my children will not respect me. I feel that um, I will die an early death because I will get heart disease. Um, you, know, you can come with a whole range of different things. You could, you could, um, you know, you could just be you know, so unhappy with your body, you're sick of the emotional seesawing from, you know, being positive and then negative, and you're, um, you know, th thinking about the impact that it has on your in inner workings, your organs, where you're, you know, increasing weight and then dropping weight, and then increasing weight and dropping weight, or the strain on your heart in terms of, um, you know, working at a, a higher capacity than, uh, it needs to. The fact that the um, the fat that's on your body, that's what you can see, but it's what you can't see. What the, the fact that it's building around your organs. Uh, the fact that your children could have um, some eating issues later in their life, that they'll follow the same path as you. Uh, the fact that you're, uh, you won't feel sexy. The fact that your partner no longer wants to be intimate with you. The fact that you lose um, connection with your partner through intimacy because you no longer feel sexy and, and good about yourself. Um, you know, you, it's what's going to be right for you. Everybody is different, okay? The intimacy is sometimes not important for, for some people as important for others, but I would challenge everybody to, if you've really, really dug deep underneath everything, everybody wants an intimate connection on some level. Now, the point is that you've got to relate as many painful things as you can, and you've got to go into some dark corners of your soul to say, okay, well, if I don't change these things, these are, um, this is the impact that it will have on my body, my life, my, my soul, my, 
my heart, my relationships, all of those things, and write them all down. Now, as a guide, I reckon you've got to come up with somewhere between 30 to 50 painful reasons as to why, if you do not change now, that will cause you so much pain. Now, on the other side, you have to say, okay, I would start with the, the downside first, and then write down what are all the pleasurable things that I will get in my life if I change right now. Now, in some ways, that's a lot easier because you can just say, oh, it's the opposite of all those other things. Maybe that's the case for you, um, but there's probably some more things in there as well. Maybe it's about um, the level of happiness you feel just by uh, being able to maintain a healthy lifestyle forever. Uh, maybe it's being able to get back into a, a sport uh, that you uh, used to play, or maybe it's a new one. Maybe this year you're going to do something like a challenge. Um, maybe it's uh, you know forming better relationships with your family members. Uh, whether that be children, your partner, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe it's as simple as I want to go and walk up the steps of the Eiffel Tower. And the way I feel right now is that that would just be so impossible for me to do because I'm so unfit. I've had clients before that they get older in life and they want to go and do some caravanning um, and they want to do these walks, but they know that they just can't, they can't do the walks. Or, you know, go to somewhere like Spain and walk up all the steps of, I can't remember the name of the place, but um, there's all these steps. And it's like, well, they, they can't even walk up the steps, so they have to sit at the bottom and just look up. It's like, you know, those, those limiting things that can happen because of your health, your body, etc. So you need to write down all of those things as well. And then what you need to do is you need to read them out, out loud, passionately so that you feel this stuff in your nervous system it's not just a case of writing it down but you've got to feel it through every fiber of your body through your your nervous system so that you will make the change right now because until you feel it in your nervous system you're probably unlikely to make the change um, you know you can think something in your head but then you quite easily change your mind in a couple of seconds and not do it but when you feel it through your body that's when change can occur and then what you need to do is you need to go through this every day every single day you need to read it out loud you need to feel it through your body so that you it just becomes part of who you are and you might find that you can add some new ones from time to time but what we're talking about here it's a neuro shift in your mindset. You know that if you continue to eat, say, KFC or Tim Tams or whatever it is, that at some point in your life, that's not going to have a positive outcome for you. It's not going to end well somewhere. It's going to result in an unhealthy body, uh, unhealthy organs, maybe a risk increase, only increase your risk of things like um, type 2 diabetes, cancer, heart disease, um, not to mention all the mental illnesses that can be attached to uh, the way you feel about uh, what you're doing. 
So you've got to you've got to condition yourself to be different, and it won't just happen over one thought. You need to keep reinforcing these behaviours, just like doing a workout. This is a workout for your mindset. Okay, you need to work your mind as hard as you work your body. Now, of course, through uh, if you're coming to boot camp classes or if you go to a gym or whatever, you'll see some people working out hard consistently every single time. You'll see others work out hard sometimes. You'll see others that just go through the motions. They're there for chat and whatever. Now, you can go through and you can say, okay, these are the people that are doing really well because this is the way, the way that they do it. And this is the same with your mindset. Some people work their mindset very hard. So like I, I do mind feeding every day, every morning and throughout the day at different points, whether I'm in the car or whatever, constantly mind feeding so that I can, uh, I can grow and learn some new skills and uh, make that change within me to make myself even better for me, but also for all those people around me and my clients and so forth. Uh, the, uh, you, you can't just uh, do, do this stuff one time. We don't just do one workout. So for your mindset, you need to be working it out every day. You need to be making uh, these little shifts each day so that you can succeed. Now, I want you to do that task for you and you need to do it for at least the next 29 days, every day. Remember your mindset is like a muscle. It's an emotional muscle. And when you push against that force, when you uh, have a challenge and you push against that and you push through it, it's that resistance, that push against that, that force that enables you to grow. That's where the growth is inconsistently pushing against that force. So that's your exercise. Have some fun with it. It might seem a difficult task for you to perform, but it's so critical. It's so, so critical in order to achieve the change that you want. Now you've got to want to make the change, don't you? If you don't want to change, you're not going to change. You have to want to make that shift. Because it's easy to stay where you are, it's hard to change. So what's going to be different from, for you? Now you might be listening to this saying, well, this seems like a really senseless task. Trust me. This, what I just ran you through is the exact same formula that Tony Robbins uses with his clients. And he's had an impact on millions of people. He talks about pleasure and pain. And so that's what you need to do as well. You've got to want to make the change. So with this client, I'm seeing them tomorrow morning and we'll see whether they did the work. Now, based on my knowledge of this client, she talks a big game, but when it comes to doing things like this, because it's difficult for her to do this, I would say there's probably a 75% chance that she has not done the task. So, oh yeah, I, I didn't get time on the weekend. And what I said to her is, you don't wait for the weekend. You do this 
now. You make some time later tonight when you've got some time by yourself. You make the change, um, so you make the time to um, sit down and write these things out. Um, because if you can't even commit to that, how are you going to commit to a longer term change? I'm telling you that these are the things that you need to perform, and yet you're still not doing them. What does that tell you? You don't want it bad enough. So, there'll be something within you where you can use these tools. They're really powerful, but just like anything, you have to keep reinforcing the new behavior so that it becomes a habit. That's me out for today. You have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.